United Cricket Board of South Africa's Dr. Ali Bakke says Rice was a truly great all-rounder in the world of cricket. He says had it not been for apartheid, Rice would have been a world great in the game of cricket. Here's an interview from 1992 with Brian Mulder where Clive Rice spoke about his career and his success. You know, everyone sort of has a look at your team on paper and says, OK, well, now you're going to win trophies. Well, <laughs> that's uh, as easier said than done because... When you educate the, the players and the young guys and you make them believe in themselves that they're gonna, now going to win and what it is to win and what you've got to do to win, that's, uh, that's the biggest problem because you can get in win, winning situations, as Natal has done on numerous occasions, and then blown it because they don't know how to actually win. And I think uh, everyone sort of saying, oh, you've got a strong side now and you can win two or three trophies. I think that's uh, w- sort of way beyond the targets uh, or the realistic targets at uh, present, we've got to just sort out the team so it's playing well, and then who knows what might happen down the line. But you've got to play well first. Clive Rice from an interview with Brian Mulder back in 1992. Our deputy sports editor, Janet Witten, is with me in studio. Janet, a, a deep-thinking man, I think, from what we can hear. Even when you're winning, he says, you have to think about how you're winning. You know, he was always that kind of person, and I think it was one of the reasons he captained almost every side that he ever played for, both in South Africa and, and um, in, in uh, England, where he played much of his career on the county circuit. And, and I think that that, that is very virtue of the fact that um, that he was that kind of thinking man. And it was also, sadly, one of the reasons that I think he kind of lost contact and was quite disappointed with the game of cricket after he retired because, because being that kind of person, cricket as a game on itself wasn't enough for him. And I think it really, he was quite demoralized um, uh, over the last sort of couple of decades over what happened to cricket, match fixing, um, the betting scandals that went on and the various scandals. He didn't like where cricket cricket was going and I think he spent more time watching watching rugby or playing golf after that because he was that kind of person yeah I mean we just heard Ali Buck has been commenting on uh, Clive Rice saying he would have been one of the greats of cricket if it hadn't been for apartheid is there much more reaction that's coming in from from the international cricket community yes there's a lot of reaction from all over the place if you look at uh, if you look at uh, Twitter there are there are uh, rest in peace um, comments from all sorts of people from from Michael Vaughan who a former England captain, um, and and the story is running certainly very high on the on the various British news services because of course he spent a lot of his career playing there, so they do know him quite well. He was captain of Notting- Nottinghamshire in the seventies and eighties, um, but certainly he was regarded as 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 one of the greats and would have been acknowledged as such, but. Um, um, his his career overlapped isolation almost exactly. It's absolutely extraordinary. He was picked for the very last South African cricket team, international cricket team, that was picked for a tour in 1970. That tour was cancelled, and South Africa didn't play international cricket again for another 21 years. 21 years later, he was in the team again and played the, 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 his three one-day internationals um, then. So his, his, the, the, the best years of his career overlapped exactly with isolation. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Our Deputy Chief uh, Sports Editor, Janet Witten, in studio with us. A lot coming through on Twitter this afternoon. We're going to be talking to Peter Kirsten, one of the teammates of Clive Rice. Let's just quickly go on to Twitter. As, uh, Jared Mulder says, rest in peace, Clive Rice. Jim Dinkinson says, sad to hear about Clive Rice today. Spent many a happy hour watching him down to Trent Bridge. Rest in peace. So a lot coming through from his England fans today. Let's talk to Peter Kirsten, a former cricketer and now SABC commentator.
Peter. Peter, thank you very much for joining us, and our condolences to you and, and to those who loved uh, Clive Rice. Oh, thank you very much. It's a very sad day. Heavy heart, certainly, from myself, but condolences to his wife and the family. Just a great guy. Huge loss, not just, not just for his family, but certainly the cricketing fraternity around the world. And uh, as you've said, a teammate. And, of course, uh, playing against Club Rice many times, Western Province versus a very strong Transvaal side in those days. Of course, the Newlands faithful and fan will always remember those tussles we had New Year's Day. But certainly, uh, just uh, I've known of his, of his illness over the last seven months. So, yes, just very, very sad. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just wonderful playing with Clive and, and against him. You know, he instilled a lot of confidence, certainly in me as a, as a younger player. And uh, he just, uh, other than that, as a cricketer, he was also a very friendly guy. His demeanor on the cricket field didn't suggests so but he was he was a, a very humane sort of a guy so a very sad loss for all concerned and uh, yes just you know rest in peace brother i mean what do you remember most about him today you said he was a friendly guy Were there any stories that that kind of capture that moment well he was you know i played for derbyshire and i played for nottinghamshire and coincided with a lot of nottinghamshire's success when he played sir richard Hattie, the new zealander in those days, the Nottingham Forests, under the management of the legendary Brian Clough, were European champions, and he would always phone up and say, Kersey, come and come to, uh, to watch the soccer with uh, Richard and myself. And uh, it was never a problem for him to organise tickets, because he knew Brian Clough very well. And we, we spent many a happy game just just uh, watching Nottingham Forest and, and, and having a good time. And, of course, but when Derbyshire played Nottingham show on the cricket field, it was a totally different story. So he was a very fair competitor and just a wonderful guy to play with and also against because he, you know, he, he, his relationship with the media in the Western Cape especially was brilliant and uh, he got the people going, not just with his comments, but uh, also he was, was great value just to watch. Peter, uh, we managed to find a clip where I think Clive is talking about you. Uh, it, maybe you can tell us if you're right about this. Uh, have a listen. I think Kersey and Adrian are magnificent players. Uh, Kirsten, I think, is underrated by a lot of people in South Africa, and I would rate him as probably he's certainly in the top five or six that South Africa's ever produced. He's an ideal player there. Uh, how does that make you feel, hearing him talk about you in such a glowing way? Well, I'm shedding a tear, and I've got goose pimples. I <laughs> yeah. As I've said, you know, he, in, he instilled he instilled confidence in one. So, well, Peter, we, uh, our oh, deputy I... sports editor Janet is here, and I, I'm sure you've talked to her before. She's also got a twinkle in her eye, Janet. He was a, he was an extraordinary person, Peter. I know one of the memories that everybody has um, uh, about Clive is the match that was was subsequently always referred to as the Humdinger back in 1987 against Kim Hughes's Australians. And I heard um, and I actually found that article again, an interview with him where he talked about that match. Um, and for those of you who might not know, South Africa beat the the Australians in that game. And the way that that Clive described it, he said. There were 19 balls to go. They needed 18 runs. We needed eight wickets. We got eight wickets. <laughs> it was as simple as that. And I think Rod McCurdy referred to that that uh, that series too. Is that at some point he broke a bone in Clive's foot, but he carried on playing and won the match for them anyway. That was the kind of person he was, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Sorry, I'm just recovering a bit. Janet. <laughs> no, I, I, I appreciate that. I mean, I know that your career overlapped his for almost the entire career. He, he was, you know, as I said, he was a great competitor. And I think, when I think back to that humdinger, I think he bowled. He bowled, really bowled that team out because, you know, he didn't like losing. And I remember another game, I think it was Transvaal versus Province, where he bowled Robbie Drummond win the match it could have been off the second or last ball of the match and they won that game so there were a few undingers that Clive was involved in and uh, hmm. unfortunately he's just lost this particular battle <laughs>